Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 78 for March 8th, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. On this episode of the podcast, I'm very happy to be featuring a brand new band, Yemen Blues, with members from Israel and New York, featuring the band leader and lead singer, Ravid Kahalani, and I also have an interview with the trumpet player of the band, Itamar Borokov. The band is currently on its first North American tour and came through Los Angeles here on March 6, 2011. The band has released their debut album, self-titled Yemen Blues, and I've been listening to it for the past couple of weeks and just can't stop listening to it. The band has an exciting new sound that I've never heard anywhere before, and they put so much energy into their live performance. It's an amazing thing to watch nine members of this band all having the time of their life on stage. It's a wonderful experience if you ever get a chance to watch them live and also to hear their album. We'll get to hear a track from the album a little bit later on, but first, here's my interview with Yemen Blues band leader Ravid Kahalani. Hi, this is Keith with Closer Podcast, and today I'm visiting with Ravid Kahalani of the band Yemen Blues from Israel. Welcome to Closer Podcast, Ravid. Hi, thank you very much. Thank you for doing this. We're backstage at the Troubadour in West Hollywood, California. You're on tour all around the Western uh, U.S. and Canada. How's it going so far? It's going great. Uh, we're having an um, amazing tour. It's the first tour in America. It's uh, actually the first, the first real tour of Yemen Blues. And um, it's going great. We had incredible shows like in Canada and Chicago, Seattle, Philadelphia. And it's, it's going really well. I can't wait to the show tonight. Uh, yesterday we had the two sold-out shows in Berkeley, San Francisco. And it's it's cool. It's very cool for uh, for a new band. It's uh, it's quite uh, a good start. I know it's very exciting. It is a new band, but you're uh, you're getting a lot of exposures so far. I think, and and uh, how, how the audience has been receiving the band. People love the music. Uh, every, every everywhere I go, I hear people like really loving the music, and it's surprising me every time because it's you know it's a new band. It's and I know the musicians are great. They are top musicians, very good friends, and uh, really important parts of the sound of Yemen blues. And but I mean, people really connect to it in in some in some way that you know the Yemen blues. It's a, it's kind of a mesh of lots of influence and my roots. You know, it's like there is lots of uh, it's kind of um, a new uh, musical language. You know, it's a, created something. So in the beginning, we were you know we were very excited about it, and you know, and then we said let's see if other people likes it. So so, but I guess I guess people likes it all over the world, and it's going really really well, and we're going to hit like we got invited to the the biggest festivals all over the world, like in uh, Europe and uh, Europe, Canada, and uh, U.S. and so so yeah, I guess people like it. I guess the music has um, it's working. So when you set out to create this music or to put the band together, um, what was your your initial idea or your thought to uh, 
start this band and to put this material together and, and take it on the road? It all started like about five years ago when I, I started to explore the West African music and North African music. In the beginning, I had like a basic idea, and I said to, to my friend, like, let's do um, a show of Arabic music. I, I, I felt like, you know, singing, singing in Arabic. So, so he said, like, come to my place. I'll, uh, you can listen to some stuff, and, and then we'll listen to... Listen to uh, Ali Farka and Abib Kuwate and uh, Salif Keita and uh, Umu Sangar and all kinds of amazing, beautiful from all over Africa, you know, from Mauritania, from, you know, Hamza Eldin and all kinds of stuff that it's really, really amazing. And I fell in love with the music and, uh, and we, we did a show and we did like covers of all these, you know, African, African stars. And, and then, and then this is the point that it just took me back to my roots. It's just, you know, it's just uh, I felt like, you know, going, doing doing something that connected to my roots. Um, and the first song I wrote, like about three years ago, um, around around the time that I that I met Omer, and um, I wrote this song. I I just wrote uh, some melody that is really influenced from West African melody, and I I decided to sing it in, in Yemenite Arabic, and that's how it all started. And then I came to Omer. I met him in a big project we did together, Debka Fantasia, and we just um, we we met there in 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 the big project we did for uh, Israel Festival, uh, Debka Fantasia, and uh, I I asked him like uh, I was actually I was really impressed about uh, all the arrangements he did there and uh, I asked him if he can listen to two of my songs and he said yeah this is what I do and uh, listen like let's let's uh, I could yeah I, I explore the the Moroccan the Yemenite music and, and he comes from the jazz scene he's quite known in the jazz scene um, uh, in the United States and in Israel so so we we started to jam and we started to meet once in a while because he lived in New York and me in Tel Aviv, so it, it wasn't so often. But it was um, it was it was so it was so nice to just play and dive into the music. We were playing just one song for hours, and it was a really really special um, uh, experience for me. So. So then we called, you know, we called Itamar Doari and Itamar Borchov and Ron Ivrin, which they are really close friends and really, really amazing musicians. And uh, we, we kept jamming, and then we called uh, Ila Epstein, amazing cellist, and Galia Chai, Viola, and, and um, Hadar Neuberg and Avi Leibovich. And, and it's just, it was, we found ourselves like nine people, you know, playing the music, and it just was the, the, the most special thing that it, that we were all like really enjoying to play the music you know it was it was just a, so natural and so we didn't really never said like let's combine this with this or we want to do this or this or let's you know it, we didn't even say let's let's make a band or something we just we came to to play the music and to see what what come out what come out of it so you didn't even necessarily have a plan for the instrumentation it was based just on the people that you knew that, that yeah, you got together we, we were thinking we were thinking in the beginning you know I almost said like let's uh, um, a cello can be nice and I said like two percussion can be nice and and we just with with the time you know it, it was because uh, you don't have a keyboard no, no, because some of the song has uh, has uh, corded tones, like micro microtones. So, 
we 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 felt like keeping it we felt like keeping it keeping it without a harmonic instrument so and mostly acoustic except for the the bass yeah yes yes and i mean it sounds nice and i i like the idea of you know not having a harmonic instrument and to, to hear the har- harmony from a few few instruments together so so the whole thing you know happened and we 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 played a lot and we just you know it was it was so natural and so organic and and i we all felt so good with that and we just uh, we, we decided to record four songs in one day at the end of the day we were so happy about the results and and we just you know we just um ask ourselves like if other people will like it so we send it to a big festival um, bubble med in marseille and um a, a very a very dear person uh bohov a, a very dear person to me uh Duby Lenz, which is um a big journalist and uh, an amazing and so he loves the music and he helped us, you know, going to the to the first show to Babelman Marseille, and we they accepted us, and it, we we had like it was the, the first time Yemen Blues were on stage. It was a year ago, and I was me personally, I was shocked about you know what happened there because it was like 1,500 people in the in the hangar. And the magic was on stage so 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 strongly, and people were people were there from you know from from West Africa, from uh, Arab countries, from Europe, from America, from all over. You know the the audience were were from all over, and and it was it was just amazing. You know to to feel the, all the power of the energy and people. You know like Arab people were. Shouting in Arab or or some some people or even West African people, you know, were were feeling like kind of that this is part of them and this is the beauty in you know in in uh, Yemen blues, this is the beauty in Yemen blues um, uh, music which is it's it's kind of it's not something that you can say this is like Arabic music or jazz or funk or or whatever it, it's it's something that's created like really naturally and really organic, so. So then, you know, after this, we had like a big article after this show, after the first show, you know, they, they invited us to Central Park, New York, to, to Grand Stage LA. So, so it was it was a big success for the first show, and um, and then we we did Womex and we did another um, uh, festival in uh, Germany, and here we are, you know, to a first tour in America, and we have lots of buzz, and the, the music is happening so wonderful, and um, yeah, I mean, there is there is uh, the process of Yemen blues, in a way, changed my life, you know, changed my life uh, of understanding music of and understanding, you know, my part in this world. I, I think it's touching a lot of people. I, I, I can't stop listening to it myself. So that tells you right there. <clears throat> and I'm on the older side, so you know it's <laughs> it's, it's really a um, you know a, a great sound. Yeah. The, the the horn section usually have trumpet, trombone, and saxophone, but you went with f- flute on this yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Was that a conscious thing, or or I really like the sound of it. I never heard that combination before. 
Well, um, this was uh, actually uh, almost said, like, let's bring a flute. And uh, actually a flute is uh, it's a really important instrument for for Arabic music. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, it has the... Eastern sound. Yeah, 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 it has the, you know, so, so we thought it's going to be, and I mean, it's working, it's working great. So, so yeah, you know, like trombone and, and trumpet is like really funky and then you have to, to, to be soft a bit, you know, with the, but, um, I mean, I love it. It's amazing. And what's the, uh, instrument you're playing it's not the oud I say that the, yeah. uh, somebody's playing oud as it's well uh, this instrument called gimbri it's uh, a traditional instrument of um, a tribe called gnawa and uh, they have all kinds of mu- they have their own music and it's uh, it's one of my biggest influence uh, since you know since I explored the, the North uh, African music so I actually I, I have like a Moroccan friend and he has he, he had it and he gave it to me and there is no one you know no one in Israel that can that can play you know that can teach this or something like that so I just sat at home and I learned through YouTube and and <laughs> and I just uh, and I fell in love in this I, I had like a really great connection with the instrument and I fell in love with the instrument and, uh, and I play it all the time that's amazing well it's got a great uh, unique sound as well so and what is the mode the, the, the Yemen mode, uh, there's a name for it, or this, you know, the scale is, is like you said, at the quarter tone or, or uh, yeah. microtone scale. There is many names for this scale. It's um, the whole the whole thing called makamat, and it's uh, it's uh, makamat. It's like um, it's the name of the Arab scales. So so we're doing it in some some. Uh, but but it's really you know the music really has lots of influence in, inside and going going like all the time to different places every minute. So right. Yeah. Great. Well, I know uh, about to go on for your show and and you got a lot to do. Um, how can people find out more about your music or uh, buy the CD or download the tracks? Well, um, everybody can follow um, YemenBlues.com and, uh, and sign up for the newsletter. They can follow us on Facebook. And, um, I mean, a buy CDs, it's, it's going to be soon out um, all over the world. So, um, yeah, just, you know, track us, whatever you can uh, in, on the web, you know, YemenBlues.com or Facebook or you know, whatever, Twitter or whatever. So, um, but I, I really hope that really soon the cities will come out uh, all over the United States and uh, and Europe. And um, I mean, the, the most important thing that people will understand that the process of human blues, something really magical and natural happened there. And this means something really important to me, that there is a basic thing that, you know, I say all the time, you know, there is some kind of in in a concert there is some kind of a moment a moment of soul that you have and that everybody has so i i think people should you know look look at music as something that more than emotion or 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 uh, or some kind of uh, entertainment it's something it's a way of life you know you can take it you can take the this this um, the the music the the 
the music is like the biggest tool that we have to change the world so before you are what you are and before you are uh, you are a politics or you are a politician or before you are a, uh, you have your religion you know and I think there is many beautiful thing in, in Judaism and Muslims in, in all kinds of cultures but there is something before all that before you are what you are you need to understand that you need to 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 base your everyday life on this base on this basic moment you know that music is bringing and i hope that i can uh, you know um, uh, provide from my singing that it will be from the the most right place uh, i i see you know blues for me it's something that it's not american you know blues it's like something very deep for me and i think yemeni they had they have their, their blues and and mauritanian they have their blues so so i mean i mean it's um it's something really deep and i i can talk about it a lot more <laughs> but um basically this is you know this is uh, we we all the time say you know it doesn't matter where you come from your language is is my language it doesn't matter to which god you pray the melody is always coming from the heart so so this is something really basic that i think people should understand and Great. Well, Ravid, I know you got to run, but thank you so much. Thanks. Um, congratulations on bringing the band to the U.S., and good luck with the album. And uh, I hope you do really well. Thank you so much. Um, we meet again. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Thank you. Thanks.
افسرت ولشی Okay, that was the track Omin Al Yaman from the self titled album Yemen Blues. Ravid Kahalani, the lead singer and band leader. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did. So now I have something special for all the trumpet player geeks out there. I was so impressed with the trumpet player from Yemen Blues that I wanted to have a short chat with him as well before the band left for the evening. So I had an opportunity to talk with Itamar Borkov after the show, and uh, here's what he had to say. Hi, this is Keith, and it's after the Yemen Blues show, and I'm visiting with the trumpet player Itamar. Itamar, welcome to Cluster Podcast. Hi. Hi, Keith. I was so interested in um, the style that you're playing with, with the horns, trumpet, trombone, and the, the flute. And we were talking about earlier about the mode that you're playing in and how you, what the process you went through to learn how to play in that style. 
Yeah, so um, that's actually one of the great things I love about Yemen Blues is um, some of the stuff that we play are uh, makams, Arabic makams, um, that are modes, scales that uh, has feature, um, they have quarter tones in them, so it's notes that are not in the scale, in not chromatic um, like in the like what you would play on piano but notes that are in between two half notes I guess. So on trumpet is that like a lot of uh, alternate fingerings to to uh, get the notes to come out? Um, yeah I mean or Do you detune the trumpet or what do you do? I Well it was, it was a process the thing with me was that um, I grew up listening I grew up as a jazz musician and I'm still a jazz musician mostly that's usually what I do but I grew up listening to a lot of different stuff and my father, uh, Israel Borokov, is uh, a great musician, and he's really into um, different kinds of ethnic music and our own heritage, Bukharian music, and uh, and also makams and Arabic makams. So I grew up listening to a lot, a lot of different stuff, but I never tried to play it on trumpet. And then um, a few years ago, about three years ago, my father invited me to play with him on uh, a project called Debka Fantasia. Debka Fantasia. And that's actually where I met Omar and Ravid. That's kind of where we all met together. And that was the first time that I tried to play this makam on the trumpet. So it was the process of trying to figure out how to play this thing on an instrument that is not supposed to well, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so I so I tried I tried a lot of different stuff, but definitely alternate fingerings if you can find them, and uh, and some lip work just to bend down or up some notes to try to get it. It's it's um it was really hard at the be- at the beginning actually, but now I just love it because I, I I love this music so much and it was kind of a dream to be able to play that on the horn. Because um, in a lot of cases, you do a lot of um, unison with Ravid singing the same line, so you have to be right on with the pitch, and then you harmonize on that, and it has to the harmony has to be off that much too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's that's part of the great the great things about Yemen blues is that um, we all had to learn uh, this way of playing. I mean, I, I kind of knew it a little bit from before and Hadar, the flute player, knew it a little bit from before, but we all kind of really got into it and, and the way to do it was to listen to Ravid singing. So we just listened to him and, 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 uh, and tried to copy his intonation. Was there other uh, bands or other albums uh, or CDs or other source music that, that you learned or, or just all from Ravid? Um, well, I just I I just learned to everything I could get my hands on, and you know some you know of course like stuff like uh, Muhammad Abdul Wahab and Um Kultum, the great uh, you know the classical um, Egyptian music, and um, and and a lot of um, a lot of there's a lot of um, amazing musicians in Israel that came from Iraq in the 50s. Ibrahim Salman is one of them. And also people like my dad. I just sat with him and 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 he showed me some stuff and we tried to get it together. But then and Omar, Omar has been an amazing influence on me and he taught me a lot on this music. And and then just diving into the Yemenite music, which is 
the same but slightly different. Every every place in the world, it's the style is a little bit different. The rhythms are different, um, and the intonation is different. So Ravid was because Ravid uh, really grew up with this music, so um, he took it to his own place. But um, he really has the roots down. So listening to him and 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 playing with him has been an amazing experience. And those grooves, you know, you can actually sing along with those. You know, I, there's three or four that I'm thinking about right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that they're they're easy to uh, catch on to, and that you can you can you know, except for learning the lyrics, you know, which uh, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be cool to get actually uh, English translation of the lyrics, but. Yeah, they're, they're very catchy tune, uh, rhythms and, and the, the the grooves that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the groove is also a, a cool thing because uh, we incorporated a lot of traditional Yemenite grooves. Like when uh, you saw or heard um, uh, Ravid playing on the on the tin, on the tin uh, I don't know how to call it can, right? And um, and that's that's like really traditional stuff. And that was for all of us. This this group has been an, uh, a learning experience for all of the percussion players, everybody, and uh, we listen to the grooves. You know, for me, it's all about listening, just going ho- home and, and listening to to tra- traditional stuff. Lester, I mean, there's so much music going on, and nowadays with the internet, YouTube, you can go yeah. on YouTube, search for Yemenite music, and you find like amazing people, like uh, I mean, Aaron Amram, uh, Shlomo Dhiani. And just and just listening to this stuff and then trying to play it, and you know, so that that has been really wild and fun. I wish you needed two trumpets in this band. I'd like to play this stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're welcome to come and jam with us. You know, every, every, you know, next time we're here. Next time sure. you're here, definitely. Yeah, um, but uh, the. Uh, the Northern African stuff, you do a little bit of North African style also. How is that different from, from the Yemenite style? Um, I mean, um, you know, of course, it's, of course it's a little bit different and a little bit the same. And that's also a part of what happened here is, you know, Ravid and all of us actually, you know, listening to different kinds of music. The end of the day, you kind of find you start to hear like a common thread, and when you think about it historically, it makes sense in a way. Like I know for me, I was really interested in African music for a long time, and I listened to a lot of um, Central African and um, music, and you know stuff from the Sahara, musicians like Umar Sangare, Ali Falkatour. And uh, and really falling in love with this music myself, even before I met Ravid. And then I got into Ethiopian music, and, and I knew the Yemenite sound kind of from growing up in Israel. And a little bit of and and you know actually and you know Ethiopia and Yemen are really close together, and it's like different sides of the Red Sea. So you try to think about how music traveled across the world, and and you find this common thread. And um, so yeah, you know, it's just dive. It's so much stuff. It's diving into music, diving into history, into culture, and 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 then when you think about it, it's so much stuff is. Um, I mean, it's like um, you know, people. There's people everywhere, and and we're kind of the same at the end of the day, I guess. Right, because you bring this music to U.S. and Canada, and people embrace it just like anywhere else in the world, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's so fun and so interesting to see how people in different places in the world relate to this music from different places. Like, And we were wondering, because this is our first time here in the States, so we didn't, and we played it in, you know, we played in Europe, and the thing about Europe is um, we felt like people are really open to, like, there's a big world music scene there. And also, you know, when we played in Marseille, it was our first gig in Babel Med, um, you know, there's a, huge, a, a big North African community there. And pe- also people from Lebanon. And pe- so people kind of really knew what we were talking about. It was, it was uh, really an amazing experience for us um, to get in, t- in contact with, with people. And, you know, especially since we're from Israel and everybody's just talking about the war and, you know, the conflict. And, and, but, you know, for us, I feel, for me, I can, you know... It's uh, it's definitely not a, about conflict. We we came from the same tradition, most of us, and so we kind of connected there, and that was amazing. And then before we came here to the States, I said, "Wow, we don't know how people are going to accept what we're doing." I mean, we just didn't know, and we hoped that people could relate because it's kind of funky and it has the blues in it and stuff, and and it's been. S- just amazing coming here and seeing people just embracing what we're doing and, and grooving and dancing and singing along and so it's it's definitely it's definitely has been uh, we feel very much at home here that's what I'm trying yeah, to say yeah. well it's, it's great having you here and uh, I love the music I love the arrangements the horns and strings and the percussion guys I haven't had a chance to talk to them but they're both amazing yeah. I don't even know where to start with, with that I don't know how many pieces of percussion they've got they must have 20 different things up there on the stage and they're, and they're using every last bit of it at, at some point during the show it's really something to watch the two of them yeah they're um, really great uh, percussion players Ronnie Evening is playing um, more of the Af- Latin African instruments and Yuhai Khan a great a young percussion player from Israel and um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just um, so much fun. Just seeing, I can just see, and you know, when I'm on stage, I can just look at them and, and see the way they groove, and I just get happy and I, I get into the vibe of the music. Yeah, you, you can't help but get happy with with what they're doing there. Um, anyway, I know you want to clean up and put your trumpet away and uh, <laughs> get ready to go to the next city tomorrow. But thanks so much for taking a few minutes, and great to meet you. And, and thanks for being on the podcast. It's Amar. Thank you so much, Keith. It's been wonderful. And everybody, just, you know, keep listening to music and, and be happy. Hi, this is Ori Kaplan from Balkan Beatbox, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Itamar Borchov, trumpet player for Yemen Blues. As a trumpet player myself, it was very interesting for me to hear him describe the process that he went through to learn this style of music. So once again, I'd like to thank Ravid and Itamar for being on the podcast and taking a few minutes out of their, believe me, very, very busy schedule to speak with me. And also a special thank you to the band's publicist, Rock Paper Scissors, for providing the track for us to listen to. Well, once again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And please remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you would like me to review, 
please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 78. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.